makes us think we can design our own brains? The answer is that our brains are plastic. Isn't that a weird concept, a plastic brain? When neuroscientists tell us that our brains are plastic, they mean that they are malleable and changeable like soft plastic. So our brains are like this big lump of Play-Doh that we can mold and shape. Neuroscientists also tell us that the brain is a self-organizing system. There's no fixed blueprint that ultimately determines the way our brains get organized. The organization of our brains is sort of like a, a football game or a tennis match. There are certain rules and regulations, but you can't really tell what will happen until you play the game. The basic structures and rules of operation are the same for every human brain, but we all end up with different brains because we play the game of life differently. Hi, and welcome to the MindRamp podcast. I'm Roger Anninson, and today we're going to explore why it's possible to design our own brains. We actually can design our brains because they're plastic, they're malleable, and because our brains are fluid and self-organizing systems. We'll be describing how MindRamp uses this plastic capacity of the brain to promote qualongevity. Qualongevity is a long life enriched by quality of life. Our approach is grounded in what we call the positive plasticity premise. To get the ball rolling, I've asked Michael to provide a more detailed definition of brain plasticity, or what's more commonly now called neuroplasticity. Here's Michael. So just what is plasticity? What does it mean that your brain is plastic? Joyce Schaffer has a nice definition in a paper uh, she wrote for Frontiers in Psychology. It's called Neuroplasticity and Clinical Practice, Building Brain Power for Health. And this is, was published in 2016. Schaffer works at the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at the University of Washington in Seattle. She says, quote, Neuroplasticity, the capacity of brain cells to change in response to intrinsic and extrinsic factors, can have negative or positive influence at any age across the entire lifespan, end quote. So clearly, the most important part of that is that your brain cells have the capacity to change. They're malleable. They're flexible. They constantly are changing shape and, and changing function. Now's a good time to point out that it was thought for decades that young brains, the brains that go from one pound at birth to about three pounds just in a few years, those are certainly plastic and growing, but it's a relatively new idea to think that mature minds could also grow and change and develop. But neuroplasticity applies to all brains, and we like to say it's never too late and it's never too early 
to intentionally, to actively influence the way your brain's going to be developing for your brain's future. The second important part in Schaffer's definition is that the change occurs in response to both intrinsic and extrinsic factors. In other words, there are intrinsic factors, things within ourselves, within our body and brain, that will change the shape and function, the structure and function of our brains. These are biological and physiological factors, things like disease, the health of our gut, uh, the health of our cardiovascular system, our lungs, uh, the signals of the nerve cells, the, the communication between our body and brain, all of those create chemical changes that affect brain structures. If you starve the brain, for example, if it doesn't get the fuel it needs, that will change the structure of the brain. If, if poisons and toxins are allowed to get into the brain, that will cause negative changes. If the brain gets gunked up, uh, if waste materials aren't flushed out, that can cause negative changes. On the other hand, if we are stimulating our brain with creativity, with uh, positive attitudes, mindsets, and so on, with positive emotions, we can create uh, positive changes all from these intrinsic, inside-ourselves factors. Extrinsic refers to factors from outside ourselves, in the environment. Everything that we ingest, whether that's through our mouths or through our sensory organs, uh, ideas that we ingest, uh, foods that we ingest, and so on, all of that can have an effect on the positive or negative changes that take place in our brains. Enriched environments is a concept that Marion Diamond uh, first put forward, and she contrasted that with impoverished environments. Enriched environments stimulate positive plastic change. Impoverished environments do the opposite. The plastic changes in our brain, both negative and positive, can take place throughout our lifetime. It used to be thought that the brain was plastic mostly when we were young, when we were going through early developmental stages. But the more we've learned about different life stages and the more we've begun to study old age, the more we realize that the developmental process goes on throughout our lifespan. There are different developmental things going on when we age, but development still happens and the brain responds by changing if it is stimulated to change. It'll change positively if we stimulate it that way. If we tend to do nothing, as we age, the plastic changes will tend to be negative. I want to stress Michael's point that negative plasticity change happens all by itself. And it happens particularly when we are older. If we do nothing to promote positive change in our brains, we'll experience an increase in the damage, both structurally and functionally. Yeah, let me describe MindRamp's positive plasticity premise, because it's really the conceptual foundation of all that we do. MindRamp's positive plasticity premise has four key points. First, 
Modern neuroscience research has determined without a doubt that the human brain is plastic. The structure and function of your brain changes in response to what you experience, what you feel, what you do, and what you think. And these changes take place throughout your life. Even mature brains are changing all of the time. The second key point is that plastic changes can be both negative and positive. Let's focus on negative changes first. As we age, negative plastic changes tend to happen on their own due to damage, disease, other insults and injuries that afflict our brains over the course of time. If you do nothing, these negative plastic changes will mount up and grow. But we can resist negative plastic changes by taking care of ourselves and by strengthening and protecting our body and brain. We can slow the progress of negative plastic changes. Positive changes also take place. But on the other hand, different from negative plastic changes, they don't necessarily happen on their own, particularly as we age. Evolutionary forces, for the most part, don't operate after the age of reproduction, so we don't benefit from evolved protections. Nevertheless, because our brains are so plastic, we can stimulate positive plastic changes, but we have to work at it. We have to consciously and deliberately activate positive plastic changes in our mature brains. And the final point sums it all up. We can create healthier brains and happier minds by regulating the plastic changes that occur in our brains. We promote qualongevity by stimulating positive plastic changes and by retarding negative plastic changes. I want to take a moment to talk about the ramp analogy. And as many of you know, my initials are RA and Michael Patterson's MP. And we go way back to the time that that became the name of the company, the name of our method. But the analogy has more than just some initials. We stop talking about how to get up that ramp. We know it can be done, but we have to do it by incremental steps. And a ramp that's steep is difficult for anyone to get up. But a ramp that is is sloped enough so that a small incremental step, whatever step you can take, as long as it's in the right direction, once it's in the right direction and you're moving forward up that ramp, it promotes positive plasticity. That's the premise. Now, if you stand still on that ramp, our theory is that gravity eventually will start pulling you back down the ramp. And as you slide down the ramp, it actually builds up momentum, just like a negative momentum of cellular actions that starts breaking down has to be stopped and then rebuilt. And Schaffer encourages clinicians and doctors and so on to really take advantage of the plasticity of the brain and make neuroplastic change an integral part of their treatment plan with clients. She points out that as the population ages, uh, there's likely to be more and more incidents of de dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Positive plastic change, if it can delay the onset of dementia by just one year, 
This is, these are statistics that have been worked out. If positive plastic changes can delay the onset of dementia by just one year, end quote, that could reduce the global burden of Alzheimer's disease by as much as 9 million cases by 2050, end quote. Because of this, Schaffer states that, quote, driving plasticity in a positive direction is a top priority worldwide, end quote. We couldn't agree with her more. The MindRamp method leverages our ability to create positive plastic changes in our brains and minds. We approach this challenge from a risk management perspective. There are well-documented factors that increase the risk of experiencing negative plastic changes. So, Logically, our strategy is to minimize exposure to those risks and thereby reduce the amount of negative plastic changes we experience. Just as important, researchers have documented a range of protective factors that strengthen brains and minds, make them more resilient and flexible, better able to repair themselves when damaged. So, we develop strategies and plans to adopt protective behaviors and stimulate positive plastic changes. That is how we design our brains, using the MindRamp positive plasticity premise. We can improve the health and effectiveness of our brains and minds by minimizing negative plastic change and by stimulating positive plastic change. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the MindRamp podcast. If you want to learn more about MindRamp, go to our website at www.mindramp.org. If you want to put together a plan to design your own brain and to stimulate positive plasticity in your your brain, uh, sign up for one of our free consultations. We'll, we'll talk you through how we could help you with that project.